Welcome to the show. My name's Frank. I'm from Custom Life. You're from Custom Life? I'm from, I, 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 I am Custom you Life. You are Custom Life. I am Custom Life. You are. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm Brian, and I am Grinder TV. All right, cool. All right, so what are we talking about today? This is, I, dude, we're making really good progress. This is our fifth episode. Yeah. And we're just chugging along, I think. I think we're doing really good so far. I think so, too. I'm, uh, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Absolutely. We just got these new mics. We got these little Rode Mini mics, so that kind of like makes us, you know, a little yeah. bit, a little bit better, I guess. And you got the arm. I don't have the arm yet. My arm is sitting at the post office waiting to be picked up. But yeah. I think I think we're we're progressively getting better. Now that, that that see that's a relative term because does the gear make you better? And that is today's topic. <laughs> Today we're talking about gear. We're talking about uh, how to how we use it, not how to use it, just how we use it, um, and how we apply it to what we do. Yeah, and that was a yeah, great segue. I, These brand new microphones. I got everything set up on my computer now, so now I can see you. I can see the mic recording. I can see my camera recording. I'm not doing a lot of messing around with the camera over there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean by we're doing better. I'm doing better. You're doing better. Yeah, I'm doing better. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm like not ready for this podcast. I kind of woke up late and just didn't do anything and then just went straight into this. Yeah, I know. I don't really have much notes for this this week's episode either. So I guess it's going to just be a lot of winging it. A lot of winging it. <laughs> I know my notepad's way over here and it just has uh, contacts for the Avi. Oh, that's Hotel cool. Casino. Oh, do you want to? Uh, no. Okay. Right. No, so, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> We're talking about gear. We're talking about gear. Uh, now, I think. Okay, go ahead. Oh no, go. You go right ahead. Oh, thank you. So, gear. Every time someone asks me about gear, because like a lot of people ask this, I'm sure people ask you the same thing. I get messages all the time, like, "How do I? What? What do I need to start making videos?" And I thought about this. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, and it's and I came up with this thing, and and someone's already probably said this before, but we always say gear doesn't matter. You should just start with whatever gear you have. And gear is, is a relative term by itself because <clears throat> gear could just be the cell phone that you have in your pocket. There's tons and tons and tons of people out there creating content and creating successful content just using that right there. So that's like kind of like the basis of gear doesn't matter. But then I saw, uh, I was through a forum or something like that, I saw someone talking about, well, you know, a lot of people who say that the gear doesn't matter are filming on very expensive cameras using very expensive microphones telling you gear doesn't matter. And I thought about that and I was like, okay, I think I can put it into perspective kind of. It should say, it shouldn't say gear doesn't matter. The full thing, the whole phrase should be gear doesn't matter until it does. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that means, and from my perspective, that means starting with something very basic whatever you can get your hands on to start creating content. And then once you start creating content, you'll find yourself saying like, oh, you know, I, this is great, but I wish I could just do this. And then you figure out, well, excuse me. Then you figure out, well, okay, well, what's the next piece of gear that I can get that can achieve the thing that I want to do? And that's how I think you start. I think that's where it fits in that gear doesn't matter until it does. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I was thinking about this last night a little bit, and and uh, 
and we always say we say gear doesn't matter gear doesn't matter and and it's true like you said until it does matter and then it really matters that's right yeah yeah because once, because... once it starts mattering then you start going down these like rabbit holes which yeah, and we've and done yeah, and I'll give a, a very simple example is this podcast. If you look at like a professional podcast, they have producers. So they have sound people monitoring the sound. They've got people monitoring the audio. They've got people looking up information as as the hosts are talking about it, et cetera, et cetera, right? Very expensive microphones and blah, 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 blah. And that that relates to like what we do with in the video world because we are just one person. So we are the host, we are the producer, we are the audio guy. And in the video world, we are the director, the producer, the video camera operator, the audio person, like wherever, and the editor, you know what I mean? So there is just, just one of us. So what I'm saying with these, this, this setup that, that I have now and that you have now is you don't need this to start a podcast. Right. Right. Like, so when we did our very first episode, we had the microphones that we, that we already had, you know, and the cameras that we already had and the equipment that we already had. And so essentially the most important thing to starting a podcast is the audio quality. Right. And the content, of course. So as long as you have a microphone, you don't need to go out and buy another microphone. You know, you can, you can utilize what you have and then build upon that. And, um, and that's the same with the video stuff. If you have a phone, you know, and any modern cell phone will record higher quality video than cameras of 10 years ago or, yeah, you know, 15 you, years uh, ago. So on one of the trips we were out and about and, uh, it was when we were in, um, Nashville and you're like, I'm just going to use my phone. And you did. You took a couple shots with it, and you put them in the video, and I mean, they look great. You like, you cannot yeah. tell the difference. Uh, you, I mean, you can if you really sit there and look at it. But to the to the average eyeballs, you know, um, if you're just inserting quick stuff, you know what I mean. It's mm -hmm. it's totally fine. And and the most important thing too, when it comes to video stuff, is is the story, right. Right, that was going to be one of my my points. Yeah, and it, and it also depends on what you like. You know, like you said, we I get asked and you get asked quite a bit of, hey, I want to start doing what you guys do, or I want to start recording stuff and and be put it on YouTube or put it on Instagram or wherever you're going to put it. You know, what should I buy? Mm -hmm. So when I get when people ask me, hey, you know, I want to start making YouTube videos or I want to start filming car shows or I want to start whatever it is that involves camera equipment. You know, I always ask them, well, what kind of phone do you have? And they say, I have iPhone or Samsung, whatever. And I say, well, depending on where, what, it depends on what you want to do, depending on the gear you need. You know, if you just want to yeah. walk around a car show and throw walking around, like you just want to literally walk around and put that on YouTube, then use your phone. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, um, if you want to start to get into more cinematic things where you need the background to be more blurry and you want to get, more detailed shots and you're going to need a camera where you can interchange the lenses. You know, you can't do you utilize your phone or a GoPro and get shots where it's you're standing back and you're zoomed in on on something and you're trying to isolate that subject. So that's when you start to need a, a camera. And then I also thought about this too is you can go and buy a cheap camera, like a used you can find a used camera. But you got to you got to like think about 
if you're already in the market for like say a, a DSLR mirrorless camera where you can interchange the lenses, if that, if you can find a used camera for, I don't know, say 750 bucks and it only shoots 10, 1080p, but then there's a camera that's $1,200 and it shoots 4k. If you're already in the market for a camera, then you already kind of know that you're going to do this for a little while. Right. You want to spend the extra money to be ahead of the game. As long as that extra money isn't, as long as you can afford it, you don't just want to buy a very cheap camera and then limit yourself. And then in five months or four months from now, be like, I should have just spent the extra money. Right. You know, cause. And I think the, the, the beginning to all of this conversation is, is kind of like uh, a two thing. Uh, one is you're right. You don't want to start getting wrapped up in expensive gear if you get you find you get into it and you find out like you know maybe this really isn't my thing maybe this isn't what i wanted to do that's why you should utilize the most uh basic things that you have available to you to give at least give it a try to see if you want to do it and then you can start you know like um reach like progressing learning more and like learning about gear and like getting better and, and getting better things and to kind of go back to the whole cell phone thing and like you know using that to to begin with and you were talking about how later on you're going to get into this gear about like, you know, interchangeable lenses and, you know, more expensive camera bodies and stuff like that. It kind of refers back to a conversation that we had before. And my thing that I, I refer back to a lot to kind of like uh, align my um, my creative drive. And that's that video, The Gap. And I'll talk about this a lot just because I really like that video and it really applies a lot to it. But that's a gap. So like. If you were a, a regular person and you're like, I want to go to car shows and I want to start producing content, you pull out your phone, you start producing content and you get it going, you put it out, out there and you're like, you know what good videos look like. You watch good videos every single day, but those, the videos that you're putting out aren't those yet. That's the gap. So like now what you have to do is you have to pursue it, not only, you know, with a, with a motivational drive, but with a, you know, hardware drive, which is like the gear and stuff like that. And so you're oh, constantly trying to close that gap. So you're starting with your cell phone and creating content. And then you're like, okay, well, that was really, really good. But, but I know I, it could be better because I, I watch these guys' videos and they look a certain way. And I want to achieve that. So you start doing research on it. How do I achieve that look? And then you start realizing, okay, well, now I'm going to graduate into this next piece of equipment. And it's just, to me, it's just a, a natural progression through that. And that's actually, from my, my experience, that's how it went. Um, I started, I didn't start with my phone because when, when I, would, I started doing it, when you started doing it, phones did not have the capabilities they had no, to do. not at all. So I had to go out and buy a camera, but I bought the cheapest camera. I started out with my, actually, my photography camera was a Canon Rebel XS, which actually didn't even shoot video. That was at the time when I was just doing photos and stuff like that. So I got well, that camera. The, the, you, there's a huge difference between videos and photos too when it comes to gear. So if you're talking about just shooting photos, then all, then every camera is exactly the same. All settings, whether it's a $300 DSLR, mirrorless, however you want to put it, up to a, a $8,000 body, they are the same. The settings are not different. You know what I mean? Um, the quality of the, the photos are, are different, obviously, but... When it comes to photography and videos are, are two totally different things. Right. So 
it depends on where you want to be. If you're a photographer and you're just do and you're only doing photos, then almost all cameras nowadays will also shoot good quality video. But if you want to do videos and not really a lot of photography, it's it's kind of goes it's kind of the same thing. But it is very important to differentiate differentiate um, what you want to do right. and what and what we're talking about. So if it's just photos, then a three hundred dollar Four hundred dollar camera is fine, but if you just want, if you want to also do videos, then that is not the case. Right. Well, I was talking more from my perspective of like yeah. my my uh, uh, my per, my progress through yeah. getting to where I am today. So yeah, in the beginning, I actually really didn't even think about shooting video. When I purchased that first camera and it didn't shoot video, I was only there to shoot car show coverage and put those photos up online. But again, it's that like that creative progression. So then once I was doing that for a long time and realized, you know, um, how not necessarily important video is, but how it is another aspect to, to what we do to add mm -hmm. another kind of like tool in, in the tool belt kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so w I went from that excess and my first uh, camera that shot video, I was going with a uh, Canon uh, T3i, T Canon T3i, mm -hmm. which is funny because even way back in the early grinder days, you were shooting with a, a like a T3, T2i, weren't you, way yeah. back in the day? Yeah, so my very first camera was a Canon T2i, and that was a revolutionary camera back then because the fi Canon 5D Mark II, which was one of Canon's full-frame cameras, that's what started the whole DSLR shooting videos camera. You know, it shot, you could do manual settings at, at HD, 1080p, and then the T2i came out, and it was the crop sensor plasticky version of of that. It was the very first DSLR that you could shoot 1080p HD footage and uh it was like $800 or something like that. And then the T3i was T3i was its uh, was the next version of that. But yeah, it was so, it was it was a great they're amazing cameras. Like if you go on YouTube and type in Canon T2i or T3i cinematic videos you're going to watch videos and you're going to go, that was filmed yeah, on a $800 camera. And that kind of goes, ties back into the whole, and that's why a lot of people say gear doesn't matter. Because if a person who's not very knowledgeable in these things, and uh, I don't want to say not very knowledgeable, but a person who doesn't understand about the, the whole gambit on how to create stuff, if you give them a like a, you know, like a Canon 1D, I mean, they're not going to... What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that like you need you can, to you, you can give someone that doesn't know what they're doing the best equipment and they still don't know what they're doing. Right, right. So but to me that's again that's like the gap thing. So like but then that's why you go through the progression. That's why you start with the most basic things and kind of like evolve into, you know, better better stuff later on. You know, and yeah, then and that's sort of like that's the the point that I was trying to make through my my progression through equipment was you know, it wasn't, and it's very easy. We talk, a, a lot of creators talk about this and a lot of people who are, do photography, do, do anything really. That's the thing is like, um, I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, uh, I, man, I totally, I totally forgot what I was going to say. You're about as prepared for this, this episode <laughs> as I am. Um, well, I'm going to just go right into what my, my next thought was then if you mm -hmm. can't finish yours. Go ahead. Be, be my guest because my brain, my brain left. It just jumped out so, my head and took off. Storytelling is not only a video thing either. It's also a photography thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you can tell a story through f- a photo. Um, and and what I always the advice I always try to give people is if you you can take a cell phone and and take an interesting photo, an interesting photo, and this goes for video too. Like you have to um, get creative. You know, you see people like getting low shots and high shots. And if you if you walk around a car show and you, you know, everyone's about you know five. 10, 6, 2, whatever their height is. But if you just take a photo from your vantage point of standing up, it's not an interesting photo. Because I everybody care. sees that. Because that's the average view, the average eye height to everyone. So if you see a photo from that eye height, it's not interesting. It doesn't matter if you take it with a cell phone. It doesn't matter if you take it with a $6,000 camera. It's not going to be an interesting photo. So you're going to have to bend down a little bit. You need Your vantage point needs to be one that is not what the average person sees. And that's why people like love drone shots. Cause they're like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Because yeah, cause you can't stand up 200 feet in the air and look down. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like bend down, get on a knee, stand far back, zoom in. I mean, take your cell phone. Cell phones have zoom lenses. Now go to a, the next car show, stand back from the car about 50 feet and zoom in on the vehicle and take the shot then. And it's going to change and it's going to be a way more interesting uh, photo and it's going to tell more of a story than just walking around taking it from there. So you have to uh, try a lot harder. The gear doesn't make you try. You have to. You have to do that. Right. You know what I mean. And that and that means um, like zooming in on a wheel, zooming in on a steering wheel, parts of the interior, things like that. It's um. And actually, just like I mean, I always I've done stuff like that before, but. And this kind of lends to the thing that we're always learning. Like just recently, I started getting into that. You pointed that out. You know, I was doing a lot of like repetitive stuff, like whole vehicle, same aperture, everything kind of in focus. But you're like, well, you you gave me the same advice, which was step back, pick something to focus on, you know, open up the aperture so the background's all blown out and and take that photo because it's interesting. And yeah, here's and a little it- interesting uh, bit of information. So uh most of my, I mean, everybody develops their own style and you can kind of tell like, oh, you know, I know, I think I know who took that photo and I definitely have my own style. And back when I said in the like first episode, when I had my family had their car lot, what we would do is we would take photos of each car and then we'd create like this board of all the vehicles that we have. Don't know what the purpose was for back then. That's what we used to do. So my mom would take all the photos with a little disposable camera. And uh, one day I was tasked to do it. And so I was did the same thing. I just kind of went like this, snapped a, snapped a photo and called it a day. And my mom told me, she's like, look, why don't you get down low mm. and, sh- and show the whole, get the, make sure the whole car is in the picture. And, and so you can show off like just how the car flows and how everything goes together. So my, my mom gave me that advice 30 years ago. <laughs> Mom's no best. Dude. And, and I still, I still use that to this day. That's how I take photos. Cause you're right. It's all about perspective. Person, a person who is checking out our show coverage wants to not only see the show, know what the show is going on, but they want to see it from a perspective that, like you said, you just you wouldn't normally see. And we, we, we try to apply that to, to when we go out and do coverage today. And that also goes back to what you're saying about telling a story, because that's essentially telling a story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, telling a story of just going to a show and, and snapping a few photos while you're standing up, it doesn't really tell a good story. But if you got low, showed different angles, showed, you know details and paint details and wheels then you start telling a story and that kind of like ties this not ties this conversation together but loops it around to where 
that's another bit of advice. And I know you feel the same way when people ask us, you know, how do you guys create videos or what can I do to create good videos? That's it. Start with yeah. a story, a good story. No, before you go to the show, like, think of it. Like, how can I, if someone who didn't go to this show was to watch my video or look at my photos, how could I take them on the journey with me or re-explain the journey? And that's sort of like what, what I do. So when I film a show and I sit down with all this raw footage, to myself, I think, how am I going to sit here and retell this story? Like, I went. I know exactly what happened. But now I need to take all of these raw clips and turn it into something that if someone watched my video, they would be been on the same journey with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have a if you take a line of trucks, if you when you have that line of trucks, you want to isolate isolating the subject is is very important. And that becomes to like say your steering wheel shot. You know, if you're if you just want to focus on the steering wheel, you need to you need to understand the settings of your camera to to where the steering wheels in focus and what is around it behind it in the foreground is not. You know, and that and that's when you start to learn your lenses. You know, the difference between an F4 lens and an F2.8 lens or or if you do have an F4 lens, you need to stand a little bit farther back to get the to get the background a little bit more blurry. You know what I mean? It's just that's when you start to learn like the 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 details of it, but you have to take the time to learn those. You know what I mean? You have Right. And and I'm sorry to cut you off, but a lot of people who are, I would say the majority of people who are watching and listening to this podcast right now, we're using terminology. They have no idea what we're talking about. But I think it's important to talk about because it gives a little bit of insight into what we do and why it's it takes us so long to do what we do. Yeah. And I, and I would, what I would suggest, if, if you are messaging me or messaging Frank or anyone else, um, there's, there's so many great photographers and video people in the car scene and you're looking at those videos and you're and you and you want to send them a message and, and say hey i want to do what you do what how do i get started i would start by watching a crap ton of photo youtube videos because right. photos are video however you want to say it you know what i mean like i watch a lot of um i don't know what for example like frono's photo or peter mckinnon Things like that, because then you will start to learn what we're talking about and how to recreate those shots and and how the you know um, the different settings on your camera create blur and create slow motion and create different color styles and the difference between a, a cheaper versus expensive and what the advantages you can take if you if you buy a cheaper camera that you can take advantage of certain things by with certain settings and. And all that stuff. So, yeah, it's um, like I said, just watch a lot of videos. Right. Take the t- take the time to input like to, and if you're younger, go to a community college and take a photography class. Yeah, that's a big thing too. You know, or find yeah. a, a camera. A lot of camera shops offer photography classes, or at least they used to. I don't know if they do anymore, but um, you know, you could pay X amount of dollars and take a class. Right. And so you remember in one of our previous conversations when we were talking about brands and, you know, I forget what episode that was, but we were talking about, you know, um, useful information. And I was saying before, like when someone comes to me and asks me something about screen printing or running a brand, I tried to give them accurate, useful information rather than some generic thing. Mm -hmm. 
it's a little bit different with photography and videos and, and what we do because, and it sounds contrived, but honestly, when someone says, well, how can I, how can I make a video like you? Or how can I do it like you? The best thing, like you said, is, is go to YouTube and watch videos and not only watch videos, but like you said, go find your favorite photographer, go find videos that, that you like and try to deconstruct them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, so like now when you ask someone a question and that kind of helps for the person asking the question too, like that's some good advice for the person asking the question. So instead of going up to your, your favorite photographer or videographer and saying, how do I do what you do? Watch a bunch of videos and then go to that person and say like, Hey man, in this one video, every, the whole background's blown out, it was all blurry, but this was in focus. I don't know how to do that. Can you, can you tell me? And they will tell you exactly how to do it. Yeah, I remember most the, of them will. Most I, of them. Will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember the first time um, Cody, who started Grinder TV with me, he was doing rolling shots, and then I tried to do some rolling shots, and I was like, "Hey, man, why don't my rolling shots look like your rolling shots?" And he goes, "Oh, because you're not, you're not manually exposing your video. You left it on auto." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh," and then so I did that, learned how, and then. And then boom, now my rolling shots look the way I wanted to where when me and John O'Neill one time from uh, John O'Neill owns John o, Johnny O photo and OC products now in Orange County. But um, we went out to the Salton Sea to scout some areas for a video shoot and we were both taking photos. He uploaded his photos and I was like, and you're like, what? mine, <laughs> mine don't look anything like this. <laughs> so I actually went over to his house and he kind of showed me a couple of things, you know, and then once you learn a couple of things and that's when you start to venture off and make it yours, right. make it your style. But there is a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Yeah, that's true. Like with everything. Yeah. And, uh, there's just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an art form, photos, videos, it's all an art form and it's all what the, uh, the artist creates, but there's still a wrong way to do things. And that's, yeah, and that's the thing. There's, there's the, and that was the other thing is like, people say like, oh, well, you know, it's all composition and, and the artist's eye. It is, but there's also a technical aspect to it too. It's like anything. It's like, even to, to like touch on, on, you know, what this podcast is supposed to be about, which is trucks and stuff, but we're talking about gear, but the same thing goes for trucks. Like building a truck, there's a technical aspect to it. There's things you have to adhere to, to make it right. You know what I mean? Um, I can compare it to the, the whole build, built, not bought thing, you know? Mm. Um, let's say, you know, you're a guy, you know, you kind of know how to weld. You kind of know, you know, you, okay, you bought a truck and you want to bag it. You don't, but you don't know how to do anything. You just know that your buddy's shop can do it, but you've never done it. So you're like, well, I'm going to go buy a welder because my buddy's shop has a welder. It's just like, oh, I'm going to create a video. I'm going to go buy a camera because my buddy that does the videos, he has this camera. So now the truck's in your garage with this welder and a couple of tools. You have to, you have to learn how to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the, it's the same thing. A tool is a tool regardless of what the outcome is. You have to learn how to use it and learn how to use it right because if you do it wrong, the outcome is not what you wanted it to be. Right. And, and yeah, definitely. And I think that, that – but also like you – I would also say to people like be patient because mm -hmm. it could be overwhelming. And that's why, that's why, again, to, to go back to it, why we always say start off with the most basic tools that you have, because they're, you can, you know how to use them. Yeah. If again, to, for that, you know, that example of handing someone a very expensive camera and body and lens and everything like that, 
that person would become so overwhelmed on how to use it, they would probably just give up. Well, it's the same. I guess it goes. That comparison I did was was it sounded better in my mind than it did when it came out. But uh-huh. it's it is the same thing when you when you walk into a shop and they have a bunch of fancy tools and all this stuff. You can do the same thing in your garage. It's going to take you a little bit more time, maybe a little bit more effort, you know. But a welder is a welder. When it comes down to it, yeah, some weld thicker steel and, and all this stuff, but you can, the, the, the outcome can be the same. You have to just get creative and make it that, and make it that way. And mm-hmm. also don't be afraid to not watch truck videos. Cause there's in the grand scheme of things, there is uh, when you get into the car world, you know, the Euro cars and stuff like that, there's some really great content creators out there. And that's you're saying, you, what you're saying is be, don't be afraid to go outside of truck videos. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like don't just watch truck videos when you're looking for right. inspiration or whatever. Because there, when in the automotive world, there's some great content creators that just quote unquote shit on most of us. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but it gives me inspiration watching a lot of that stuff, and then I try to bring that into my videos. Yeah, definitely gather inspiration from anywhere. Um, not, not, j- not even in the automotive sense, but just anywhere. Like I find myself finding inspiration in the strange places, you know, yeah. but it motivates me and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is, and that, and that kind of, in a previous episode, we talked about where motivation comes from our individual motivations and, you know, mine comes from all over. I can be watching a podcast with a comedian or anybody talking about something. And if they have enough passion while they're talking about it, I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. I, you know, that, that, that inspires me to keep on doing what I do. And I've said that before. Yeah. And you brought up a good point too, about patience, you know, and patience and not everything, not every video you do is going to be, some videos are going to be a lot better than the others. Some coverage is going to be a lot better than the others. Mm-hmm. That happens to me all of the time. Yeah. And it's, and you know, what happens to me a lot is I'll create something, I'll create a video and, uh, I'm going through the process. I get to the end and I watch it and I'm like, well, that's not my best, but you know, I'm just going to put it out there. So I put it out there, but then when I step away from it for a few days and maybe I'll come back to it and rewatch it, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't that bad. I think we're really hard, hard on ourselves sometimes, Oh yeah, you for know, sure. and we, and we, we try to create the best content we, we can. And when we feel like we fall short, you know, it, it affects us, but that's, that's the gap. That's that gap again. Like. You're creating something that, you know, maybe isn't so good or you don't, maybe you don't think it's so good, but you just keep doing it and you keep yeah. creating because in actual fact, what you're creating that you don't think is so good, someone who is in the beginning stages is like, wow, I, I want to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's all, it's all very subjective and it's all, you know, yeah, it's, all, it's also, there's another, there's another one quick, uh, one quick note to this too, is don't get caught up on brands. There's mm-hmm. so many people out there that are like, oh, if you don't shoot Sony, it it ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or da 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 da. Like Canon glass rules, or um, I, uh, in the photography world, when you get into like Leicas and stuff like that, you're it gets pretty pretty intense and stuff. But don't get caught up on brands because they all do the same thing. And right, if someone you could put a video side by side, and and I guarantee you can't tell what camera that it was shot on. Yeah. You know and I mean? and that's and that kind of like uh goes back to what we were saying kind of being a little too hard on ourselves. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves on stuff that no one 
no one notices. And we have to tell ourselves that sometimes. Yeah. Like when something is, um, like maybe when I stabilize something and it ends up a little jelly in one corner and I'm like, it just bugs me to no end. But, the, you know, most of the people who are watching that video are just going to go like, watch and like, oh, that was great. That was awesome. It all, depend- like, it, all, it all depends on you too. Your, like, what are your limits of what you can let slip and what you don't? That's true. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like warp stabilization is, is, is something that people don't know much about. But in, the, in an editing program, you can put a filter on there that stabilizes the footage a little bit. And if it's, and sometimes it doesn't work the grass, the, the best, the grest. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work the best and it gets a little jello-y, you know? jello yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just depends. I mean, I let stuff like slide like that all the time. In fact, go this mini Nats video, I don't know what I was doing with my gimbal. I don't know if I, what setting I had something's off or something, but it was jittery. It was very, very like not the footage was not great. And luckily Sony has their own thing called catalyst now. And what it does is um, you can browse all your footage in it and you can um, stabilize it in the Sony catalyst. And it remember, oh, really? yeah. And it, and it re- so like the jello effect is because it's trying it, the, Premiere doesn't know the metadata behind how it was shot, like the focal lengths and all that stuff. It's just mm-hmm. trying to stabilize what you shot. But this Sony one knows the metadata and the frames per second and the focal lengths and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. it will it will take it and it won't jello it. It'll, Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's saving my butt. I'll tell you that because that goes. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's saving my butt because if yeah. not. Not that anyone would notice. I could put the footage out and it would be shaky. It would be, you know, a little bit like this and no one would even care. No one would care. But mm-hmm. I would care. And what it, what it happens is, is it makes me not want to edit the video. Oh. It makes me not want to get into the edit because I'm just like, well, the, all this footage. And, and it's like you're seeing it over and over. Every clip, clip after clip after mm-hmm. clip. And and when you when I don't do it well, it just it's hard for me to get into it. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective from from your point. The same thing kind of happens to me. Um, the you were talking, so that's the little things. Those are the little things that you learn along the way, and that's why you end up with more expensive gear. My cameras do none of what you're talking about. My cameras, I I record with Canon eighty Ds, and those are what are those five years old now? Something like that, maybe more. Oh, they're more. You know, yeah. yeah. So like that, but that's the thing. And so now I'm starting to even with the equipment that I use to produce videos. And now I'm finding myself like, okay, I think I want to do this. And, you know, I want to make this a little bit better. And that's how you start getting into the, the, the better gear and stuff like that. And one thing that I wanted to bring up a point you were talking about, you, um, that happened to you during the mini nat shoot. I recently changed a couple things on how I film, uh, just like, you know, hardware aspects. Like I was putting a different lens on my body on the gimbal. I, I started with, uh, a really light lens, a wide lens, because it was kind of using that as a crutch to to like take out some shake, you know. Um, so, but I decided again because I was watching my videos and I wasn't, I was becoming unhappy with the with how they looked, and I wanted them to look a little bit better. I said, well, I need to add a a different lens onto it so it can achieve a different look. So, from my perspective, that was picking a show, which was the Forbidden Fantasy show. And doing that, going into this thing, knowing this all could go very south very quickly. I could get home, look at all this footage, and I could just be like, 
this is yeah it's done like i can't use any of this so it's always you know stressful when you are creating and you are making stuff when you start trying to like venture out and try something new because in the back of your <clears throat> mind it's like well i need to make this video especially w the shows that we go to when we travel to these shows and and these videos are expected because that's the truth some of these videos are expected so when you're going into these things and you start getting out of your comfort zone, it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. And try doing it for a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've, you know, gone to shoots and, and I, luckily I can utilize the shows to kind of push my limits. Like you said, get out of your comfort zone a little bit, push the limits of yourself. And then hopefully it worked and you get home and you can, and you can make a video. Um, but I, when I do things for, you know what I mean? For a client, you know, hoping... I think that's what you meant by like work is like when you're dealing with a client who's paid money. Yeah. 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 Thing. When I, yeah, sorry. The, when I'm, when I'm dealing with like a paid client where it's not like a show, like a show I can go to. And if a certain clips didn't work, I don't need to use them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Oh, that was blurry. Don't need to use that clip or that didn't work. Don't need to use that clip. I have other clips I can use. But if you go to a, if I'm shooting for a client, that's not the case. You know what I mean? Like I have to make stressful. sure that, yeah, definitely, definitely stressful. Um, I've had audio fail because I'm using uh, a different mic setup now and I've had the audio fail. So I went straight back to my old setup. <laughs> Tried and true. Tried yeah, and true. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Cause it just gets, uh, yeah, it gets nerve wracking and stuff, but, um, that kind of flows into another, uh, interesting topic or question that, that I think we get asked quite a bit. And, and I don't want to say that it's annoying because it's not annoying, but it's, it definitely like kind of kicks us in the butt sometimes is when people say, Hey, when is the X video coming out? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> you just hit me. You just hit me. It is. You know, I've yeah. had comments on YouTube and it's just like, I'll upload a video and the comment will be cool. When's this video coming out? Or yeah, that's a cool reunion show. When's mini Nats coming out? When's this coming out? And I'm just like, I don't want to be mean and I don't want right. to be, you know, because you lose translation over text and comments. Right. And oh, but, for sure. But basically, I want to say it will when you see it drop on YouTube, that's when it comes out. There is no. Yeah. There is no schedule. Yeah. The sch I get the same thing. Yeah. Especially like when you're you're coming back from a show, a long trip and you're just you're burnt, you know, and. And you need, to, you need to come home and just decompress a little bit. And then you get ding. They're like, oh, man, oh, the show was awesome. When's the video going to drop? And it's all like, I literally just walked in my house, you know. And it's <laughs> or, a long process. Or it's someone that, that asked you that question and you didn't actually film their truck. Oh, that's a rough yeah, one. Yeah, that's a rough one. That's always <laughs> a rough one. And again, you don't want to be mean and you don't want to, like, you know, say anything rude or anything like that. So we just kind of take all those com uh, those comments in stride and just kind of roll with them. Yeah. But it, what we do, it takes a lot of effort. And I think in today's world where media is consumed so quickly, like it's actually not their fault. So the person asking these questions, it's not their fault. They're just used to, to media coming so quickly and consuming media so fast that it's almost kind of expected. Like it's not, mm -hmm. or not, maybe not expected, but it's not to them. It's not an outrageous question. No, it's, just a, it's just a natural thing. It's just but, a natural thing. Yeah. But that's, but I think that's where we're at right now is, is media consumption is just so fast. I mean, I mean, you could scroll through TikTok and consume like a creator that makes a TikTok 
whether they spend five minutes making it or an hour making it, they're sp still spending time making it. But let's take the guy who maybe spent an hour making a TikTok. You watched it in 30 seconds and you're gone. Yeah, you know but that's I mean? a, it's and, a little bit different because yeah, the, yeah, because the viewer doesn't know when it was filmed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. everyone knows that Mini Nats was on a certain date and neither right. of us have dropped our Mini Nats video yet. No, and, and, and we're still working on them. <laughs> still working on them, yeah. So my, as far as from my point of view when it comes to that stuff, I've tried, and there are some videos that I will bump other things to get them done. LST, yeah. Dino's Get Down. Um, I don't rush them, but I just will. They are more of a, a priority than right. certain things, and usually Mini Nats is too, but it's just been so busy. Um, but you have to remember, so let's let's put this into perspective. We leave for a show. We leave for mini nats. You leave on Tuesday. Uh, mm -hmm. We leave Wednesday. We don't. You don't get home until the following Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You can't just get home and jump into it. There's a, there was a show the following weekend after mini nats. There was shows all throughout May. So it doesn't it doesn't take it takes hours and days to edit these videos. And for me yes. me personally at least, I'm not a fast editor. You know, I can't. I'm not fast at all. I can be, but it, it, it only when I find the right groove, you know, other than that, it, it takes me a lot of time, but, um, it also, I've done not tests. I want to say <laughs> clinical trials, but <laughs> clinical trials of video <laughs> editing, <laughs> but I've dropped videos a week after the event, a big event like battle in Bama. And then the following year I took five weeks to do it. They got the same amount of views, right? It's not that these these things are going to get more views if you drop them directly after the show. Mm -hmm. They will eventually get get dropped, and uh, and that's kind of where I'm taking that is just have some patience, you know. It's a uh, and and, they, and another point is June and July aren't that busy, so we have to spread these. Uh, we have to spread them out. Mm -hmm. We can't just drop them one here, one week here, one week here, because then we don't have anything for two or three months. Right. Yeah. And that's the same boat that I'm in. I'm not a fast editor either. And it takes a long time to, to like I said, to call this raw footage, decide how you're going to retell this story, find the proper music to tell this story, put the put these clips together. You know, there's a there's so much work that goes involved in and it's literal hours. Like you said, it's it's hours and hours and hours of work. Yeah. On top of also, you know, because at the same time as we are you know, making videos and stuff like that, but you have client work for your photography and videos. I have client work for my screen printing company. We're trying to run our brands. We're coming out with our new giveaways and we're, there's just so, and I'm not saying any of this like as an excuse or like, like some sort of pity party or anything. This is just factual things that happen, Yeah. you know, and the, and the steps that we go through. So yes, it takes a long time to produce these videos. Yeah. You know, I but wanted... I gotta... Go ahead. No, I said, I, I got to hand it to our viewers and our followers and our fans they're actually very patient with us, you know, and they're for well, they for don't the majority have they, of them. They, they don't have a choice. That's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of true. At least with me, mm -hmm. I just come. To, I've come to the point where you know I, I get people asking a lot, and I'm just like, look, that it, when it comes out is when it comes out, right? And unless it's a paid gig, then that will take precedence, right? So we have, you know, usually we we would kind of maybe because we're we're. Uh, 45 minutes or so into this and mm -hmm. usually we would start going into uh questions and stuff like that but actually an anonymous an anonymous viewer it's angie <laughs> had a really good question <laughs> that we should that we should talk about 
uh, in the pod. And she asks, um, do we have like a favorite uh, video or photo that we refer back to that that kind of like, you know, maybe it's not our best video. Maybe it's not, you know, the best uh, video that gets the most views, but it's just something that we can rewatch or look at that kind of like that makes us happy, basically. Do you have one? I don't know if I my Australia, New Zealand stuff. There was a short recap video where I just kind of threw it together of one of my trips to Australia and then it transitions to me being on the plane and then landing in New Zealand and it's got some New Zealand footage. I like I love that one. I like the song. It makes me feel good seeing the people in it. It brings back some good memories. Um, and I think that's just a personal thing more than a technical thing. Or more than a thing, like an artist thing. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't the greatest that, but it made me personally feel good. And then as far as photography goes, uh, there's a couple. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at Ronnie's right now from the salt, uh, the salt flats. When we we went up there and shot that it with cool salt, salt flats, yeah, that was a cool one. And and you also did like that's and that's a thing in your in your world. Not world, but from your perspective, like you've shot so many covers and done so many, you know, features and magazines and stuff like that. Like you have a lot to to look back on, and that some of them are absolutely amazing. And speaking about Ronnie, the the one where uh, you film or you shot his um, camper truck mm-hmm. out in the woods, and you yeah. had the fire set up, like yeah. that. That's great. I yeah, that I think it's more with me. It's probably the memories of not the actual quality, maybe of the vi- the photo or the video, but the memories around making it yeah and i am the same and i'm the same way if i was to to pick mine it's it's interesting that you picked or not picked but you were talking about that that video that that you really like and makes you happy because the videos that make me happy have very little trucks in them they're the ones that because for a few years before you know the pandemic popped off and everything i would make like a yearly video of the club and we'd have our christmas party and i'd throw the video out there everybody would watch it and sort of like the previous year or so of stuff that we did together as a club, those are my favorite videos. Well, the, just yeah, the, watching them. The one that you did, I think, just the, the the one you always share with the club. The reason I don't know what it is. It's oh yeah, club, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's my all time favorite video. Oh, like, thanks. Of almost my videos and yours combined, because I'm the same. I'm like that. I like people and experiences and and all that stuff. And then you add the music to it, so. That was that was cool, just because it probably a little biased because it's a lot of my friends in my club. Well, but, yeah, it's know. our club and stuff like that. But no, those. But and that kind of translates into another thing about creating videos, and especially and only from my perspective, making videos. And but I'm sure it's the same thing with you. So there are videos. I mean, we post so many videos, so obviously we're not going to have good videos, right? There are some videos that you can tell. And you you point this out to me. You're like, I uploaded a video, and you said you really weren't into that video, were you? And I was like, yeah, you're right, because that's why you can tell. So like sometimes when when you're making a video or you're at a show and you're having a ton of fun and everything's going great, you're there with your friends and your club and the show's going great, that translates into the video. You can you can feel the vibe. Yeah. You know, and I and I'll be honest with you, like I've had videos where almost not not necessarily going through the motions, but putting it together kind of like, you know, I don't want to say going through the motions and I don't want to say half heartedly because I do put effort into every single video I make, but the end result, you're like, you can tell that something was missing. Yeah. And I think, and the, here's the thing though, is you, 
when you're at the event, it might not be the event itself. It just could be something you're going through personally. It could be something. It just could be a bad trip, you know, like something broke down or it could be anything. It could be whatever it is. And you're just not into into it that that weekend. You don't have to make a video, but with us, we kind of have to make a video. Yeah, no, definitely. Like if, and but but also those make interesting videos too. Like uh, you know, if you have a problem, you know, out on the road and stuff like that, like sometimes that that adds to the video. That's happened to oh, us yeah, plenty yeah. times before. Yeah, especially with your with your videos where you're telling this more of a story, um, by talking about it. You know, mine was always telling a story just by showing it and then I have to pick the music to go with it type thing. And, um, and so, you know, until more recently when I do talk a little bit more, but, but yeah, that's all part of the story. It's part of the journey. It's part of everything. Yeah. And to kind of like recap the whole thing and, you know, uh, we talk about the story and we, we both get this from the same source and that's Casey Neistat. We've talked about him before, but that's, if you were to go up to Casey and you were to say, how, how can I make a good video like you? And the first thing he'll say is story. Story is king. If you can tell a good story, you will have a good video. Yeah. Yep. That's it's definitely the uh, the gist of it. And 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 I like I said before, it translates to photos too. You know, tell a story through photos. Tell it. You know, tell a story through through the angles. Make the effort to to do it. Yeah. You know, and and also make the effort to learn. Make the effort to 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 ask the questions, you know. Um, find someone that's receptive to answering the questions because some people just don't want to, they just don't want to engage in that. And then also just some people spend, are like uh, that. <laughs> yeah, and then just also spend a lot of time on YouTube learning. And again, mm -hmm. you know, I always tell people if you want to get into photography, because photography and videos, the settings on the cameras they're almost identical you're ex at least these cameras that we use right you know what i mean um go to your local community college and take a course because once you know the basic settings then it's gonna it's gonna over if you never learn those basic settings you're never you're never gonna, gonna achieve be. what you want to do no not at all not at all um but yeah i think that's um when it comes to gear I think that's gear in a nutshell or gear, gear in, a, in a nutshell or gear in a podcast episode. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. hope everybody, at least some people found it, you know, interesting. I know some people are going to be like, where's the truck stuff? Well, well, this is the truck stuff. And this is uh, this. We don't, this podcast is not just about trucks, right? This is about us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and this is what we do. So yeah, absolutely. we're going to talk. Also, we're going to talk about whatever we want. Yeah, hey, we'll talk about anything. It's our Not podcast. Everything. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, so what uh what's what do you have going on? So as far as like show stuff, you said that you know, like you said, these are the slow months. July, uh, June, July, things are slowing down, stuff like that. I did want to talk about uh, a couple things that I found out about um, that I'll be going to is uh, and I forget the dates, maybe I should have wrote them down. <laughs> But I know for sure in uh, June and July, in June, we have the SEMTC uh, one-day show going down. Um, like I said, I don't have too much information on that, but that's going down in June. And then in July is the Dockweiler Cruise. And that's thrown oh, yeah. by uh, Mini Truck Revival, Victor from Mini Truck Revival. He puts that whole thing together. That guy, he puts on um, 
three, I'm sorry, three different events per year, which is the uh, Dockweiler, or yeah, the, um, I'm sorry, the Neptune's Net Cruise, the Dockweiler Show, and the end of year meetup. So there's three events that he puts on, and I think I just called it the wrong thing. So the, the event that's coming up in July is the Neptune's Net Cruise. And it's yeah. it's awesome. We uh, we meet up in Santa Monica um, somewhere, at, at like, uh, I don't know where everybody meets up, but we meet up in Santa Monica, and then we cruise up the coast, up the one, uh, the one, the PCH? Is that the one? You know, for for all this, you don't really have a lot of details on this. Thing. I know. I'm, <laughs> I should have wrote it down. <laughs> but I just want to just... Uh, I just want to talk about the just the show in general. I will have more details because the show's not until July, so I, I will have more details in the next episode. Uh, but I just wanted to bring up the event just to to put it out there because I feel like I I forgot to mention it a couple times. Um, so yes, the Neptune's Net cruise it's really cool. We meet up in Santa Monica, we cruise up PCH up to Neptune's Net, the restaurant, which is very famous. That's the one that was featured in the Fast and the Furious, I think, in like the first one or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, we cruise up there, everybody meets up back up at the restaurant, we eat, we hang out, and then we get back on PCH and we go up just a little bit further and there's this like turnout with this giant rock. And I, and I forget the name of what it is, but it's just like this turnout right off the side of the road. So everybody gets there, we park, we hang out for a couple hours. It's a really cool event. Um, but I will have more details on that in the next episode as far as date, time, where, all that great stuff. And like I said, Vic... Oh, no, I was going to say that's the nice part about um, California is like versus where I'm at. We're shut down. You know what I mean? The heat, it it basically shuts everything down. There's a couple things here and there. And I even think there's an indoor uh, show at some point, but I think it's a lowrider show. But um, yeah, we're essentially done. That's the thing. Is there a lot of like cruise nights in the Phoenix area since like those those are at night and stuff like that? So no, 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 because it's still too hot at night. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's there's this fireworks show that Art and Noise puts on. Oh, that's right. July 4th. Um, Yeah, the the softball fields, which is really cool. Um, You know, it's a show right on the softball fields and they launch the fireworks from the fields there. Oh, that's cool. So that's that's a cool one. But but it's still 105 degrees, 110 degrees at 830. You know, so yeah. it's not like it's not like California or the West Coast where once the sun goes down, the temperature goes down. That doesn't happen here. Oh, that's a bummer. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, we got those events coming up. We got the uh, the Southern California Mini Truck Show going down. There's cruise nights pretty much. I For sure, there's two cruise nights a month in our area. Um, one from Sunset, one from Seductive. But there's always something going on. So I will we'll try to be more prepared next time with dates. <laughs> and everything like that, because I really would like uh, more people to to hit up these events. Um, Vic's events in particular are actually a little bit different. I won't go into great detail about it, but they're not like um, I I would say traditional truck shows like we're used to. Yeah, and I it's like a different I, scene. It is, it is, and it's super interesting to me. And the Dockweiler thing is something that I'm is actually a goal of mine when I get do get my mini truck is to go to that. That's awesome. I want to. I want to go to it, but it's like I want to actually go with my truck to that one. That's awesome. Um, we are. We need. We're going to start having guests on soon. That's yeah. We 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 need and, to have and, guests. And he, Victor, will be one of those guests. Yeah, we have. I mean, we know so many great people and so many interesting people that we need to start. You know, maybe maybe a lot of people who listen to our podcast really they've heard of these people. But maybe they don't know too much about them, you know. But yeah, definitely want to get guys like. Well, I think Victor. yeah, Victor Mini Truck Revival. Like if you 
if you see that, you'd want to see the person behind mm-hmm. behind that. You know what I mean? And like you said, it's not the traditional mini truck stuff that a lot of people are used to. It's a it's a little different. So it's a little be- different, but it's cool that now you know there's a lot more people. You know from I guess there are different scenes, so I guess I can use that. Like, there's a lot of people from our scene starting to go to Doc Weiler, you know, starting to see a lot of different trucks out there, which is cool for Vic. You know, it's it's really cool for him because his event is growing and getting this new mix of people, and everybody's kind of, like, introducing stuff to each other, you know? Yeah. Like, when I took uh, the Forerunner to a uh, Neptune's Net one year, um, go out there, we park off the, 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 the highway, sitting there chopping it up with people and a guy comes up to me he's looking at the truck and he's like man this thing is so cool and i'm like man thank you so much and he goes we never get uh wild builds like this out at these events and i and i thought and it kind of stuck with me i'm all wild that truck is not wild at all it's basically a stock forerunner bag you know and but that but what my point is is like that's the that's the meshing of these two scenes you know and then from our perspective i see these awesome trucks all not all mostly static dropped just and it reminds me of like how we used to do stuff a long time ago so it's just it's really cool it's this really awesome mix of all of these different you know people and scenes and trucks and everything like that so yeah i don't know if if you've been writing down um a guest list if so but i should mini trucker you should you should you should write more things down i know (laughs) <laughs> that was our conversation yesterday. I need to become more organized. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I forget I forget things. You know, as far as, like, like I would just be sitting there and I'd be, oh, that'd be a good guess, so I have to write it down or else I'm just going to forget. Yeah. Um, I want to get Carlos on here, Cali boy. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot, lot of history between me and him. Yeah, and definitely. So it, I bet you, I'm sorry I don't cut you off, but I bet you very a very small amount of people watching this have no idea how close Cal- Carlos and Cali boy is to like the mini truck scene. I and mean, he's a big yeah. low rider guy. He's huge in the low rider scene, but no one knows how close he is to the mini truck scene. That's that a good used, one. Yeah. He was, he, he, I don't want to say is or was because you know what I mean? He was a part of forbidden fantasy for a long That's time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a low life video and I don't actually think that his feature ever got released, but we filmed it for low life video. Oh really? One of his yeah. rides? Yeah. His, his old Corolla, his green Corolla. Oh, cool. Um, and I don't know that that ever actually got released by Mike or not. But anyways, um, him and then um, I want to bring uh, Dave Pratter on yeah, from our Pratter's. club because he's got some history in the mini truck scene that not a lot of people know about. I like to bring the the people that that kind of, like they're like Dave Pratter, you might not know. Who I would say is, or, not a lot of people know who who Dave. No, is. but I guarantee you know the trucks that he's built. Yep, hundred mm-hmm. you know, percent. And they would be surprised. So. They'd be surprised, like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you have any ideas or, um, or whatever. Yeah, I, I have a few. Through. You know, like uh, like definitely the the ones that we're talking about. And then again, like people who are in the scene and people may know them, but they don't understand exactly how talented they are. Uh, I was, I said, and. The last episode, I want to get Jaime Silva on here to talk about wheels. The guy's yeah. knowledge on wheels is exponential, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. So definitely, we have a definitely going to get a list together, figure out the the technical aspect of it, which yeah, kind of ties this whole conversation together yeah, about exactly. gear and <laughs> and and progressing and wanting to be better at what we do. And that's one thing that we have to figure out is the technical aspect of how if to bring you, a guest. Yeah. So if you want to be if you want to be a guest on the drop with Frank and Brian. 
you have to go spend a minimum of $500 on gear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going need with that a, one. A fancy arm. Like Which I don't have. On, with, you're watching this on YouTube. Um, you can't be a podcaster without this arm thing. I'm I'm half of the podcast right now. I got a new mic. My arm, my arm is sitting at the post office right now. <laughs> but are you even a YouTuber if you don't wear over the ear headphones? I know. I I, I <laughs> funny enough, I I did. I put my like editing headphones on, but I couldn't hear anything. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I may end up screaming through the whole podcast. Oh, that's because you have um, sound canceling. I do, yeah. Noise canceling. Those are not podcast headphones. And oh, oh, those, nor mm. nor are those editing headphones. Okay, those are just headphones. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna get technical, yeah, I right don't. on. Anyways, but um, yeah. What else is uh? What should we talk about next time? Um, I don't know. We kind of flew into this one a little. little this one was didn't. a. This one was very unprepared. It was, but I think it was good. I think people was. people are going to enjoy it. I think I think people who want to want to get into what we do will enjoy it because they'll maybe find some insight into this whole thing. People who aren't really interested in doing that but watch our videos might find some, you know, introspect into like how we produce these things. Yeah. You know, so I think I think this is a good one. I think people will enjoy it. But Oh no, I think they will too. And like I like I said, it was more just unprepared for me. I, I'm usually pretty like an hour beforehand, but I just kind of walked in. You're like, hey, I'm ready. And I was still setting up my camera. And I was just excited for the new mic. <laughs> and then I figured out how to get everything on my computer screen. <laughs> so I was just very excited. It's but the little things in life. It is the little things in life. But cool. Right on, man. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Oh. Oh, so do we've got a record scratch? <laughs> Wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. Our giveaway. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think so, we uh, talked about it last week, but let's go into more detail about it now. So we did talk about it last week, but will you have your website updated by the yes. time this is released on Monday? Yes. Okay, so we it can will definitely. Be. Okay, so basically, we are giving away a legacy ragtop. And the base of the the it's up to five hundred dollars, which covers most sizes. It excludes the VW bus and Beatles ragtops, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's our that's our giveaway, and I think we're shooting for like a July fifteenth um, drawing. Yeah, big thank you to first of all to Legacy Ragtops for getting on board with us. It's it's awesome. Thank you for you got thanks. Let me say, let me re say that. Thank you to you guys for participating <laughs> in all of these giveaways by going to our websites, purchasing merch. Uh, we really appreciate it. This one's an exciting one, um, you know, and I think people can tell as as we go on these these giveaways are are getting better and better, you know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's a, that's going to be a problem. I know. What are we going to give away in a year? A truck? The Forerunner? <laughs> <laughs> I said I said better and better. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Um, we just give away some rusty mini truck. Like, look, guys, we're giving away a truck. No one buys anything off the websites. That's okay. Um, yeah. And then once uh, once we get a little bit more caught up with things, then we definitely have to go into uh, some merch. Yeah, we'll do some limited edition merch. We talked about that last last episode. Um, but we should also explain how to enter, right? Yeah. So every so, $5 you spend on either of our websites... Gets you which, entered. Which is livelifecustom.com or grinder-tv.com. Yes. 
Yes, either of those two websites. So if you buy a shirt, that's 25 bucks. It's five entries, so on and so forth. And we appreciate all the support. We do. Right on. So is that it? Can we can we sign off? We can sign off. Okay. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.